Hey guys, so I tried to, <laughs> I tried recording this once and then I accidentally put delete. Anyways, so this is round number two. Oh, I just frustrated. Um, the reason why I want to record this so bad is because I want people to be able to talk about the things that they go through and not have to like hide them because... For some reason, this one just hit me harder. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you haven't been on my Facebook or my Instagram, I just experienced my sex um, pregnancy loss. And for some reason, it's just hit me harder than anything. So... Let's talk about it. So, April 1st, I got to back up to April 1st. April 1st, I had my right fallopian tube removed because of a hydrosol pinks. And a hydrosol pinks is basically a sack of fluid that sits in your um, fallopian tube and damages all your eggs. That was like the simple explanation that the doctor gave me. So, I'm just going to repeat what she said <laughs> um so i went in april 1st and got my ooh, drop off i had my right fallopian tube removed um then after that because technically i still have half pcos which just means I don't ovulate every month. Um, she said that doesn't necessarily prevent you from getting pregnant. It just means you have to do something to like ovulate every month. Um, so I got it removed. Um, I noticed that I wasn't feeling good, so I went to the doctor. And I had a staph infection on my right incision. Um, I had laparoscopic surgery. And it just wasn't healing as good as the other one. Um, so they opened it up and drained it. Oh, I just can't get it right. I opened it up and I drained it. And she drained it, I'm sorry. And um, after that, it was just getting worse. And I was feeling like crap. And so I went back. She took a um, swab of it with those um, Q-tips that they sent off to lab. And it came back that I had a staph infection. Um, I was already on Bactrim because she told me that um, it would have been just safe to be on it for um, 14 days. To see to if there was any infection there to get rid of it. And um, apparently the kind of bacteria or the kind of stuff I had uh, was treatable with Bactrim, which I already was on. So, uh, so I just kept taking the Bactrim. Um, I ended up going to the ER because I just didn't feel good and I was throwing up. And I was having diarrhea. I called my on-call OB. 
I actually called to make an appointment, but uh, I talked to the on-call OB and she said, well, I want you to go to the ER and get antibiotics. So I went to the ER and they put two different types of antibiotics in an IV and they sent me home. I still didn't feel better, but if my stepdaughter was graduating the next day, I really didn't want to be stuck in a hospital overnight because of the graduation of the next day. So, I was glad to be home. And the next day, I just went to the graduation and enjoyed myself. And then sometime after that, I received a phone call. Oh, no, the day before graduation, so Sunday, I um, received a call from... The lab that is inside of the hospital that's close to me. And they told me, hey, we didn't see it at first, but we found a UTI. Um, they told me they wanted to put me a Keflex. I said, I'm taking Bactrim. And she said, well, the bacteria that you have in your urine is not covered under Bactrim. So we're going to give you Keflex. I said absolutely not. This will this was, this would have been my fifth antibiotic in three weeks, so I told them I'm scared of C diff. I see C diff every day in the nursing home. I don't want it, so no. I'm gonna go see my doctor first and then go from there. And she said, "Well, I have to call it in." I said, "Okay, you can call it in, but I'm not gonna pick it up until I see my my doctor." At this point, I decided to get my primary doctor involved, um, a PCP. So I called and made an appointment with my uh, doctor. She was not there on Mondays. So I saw her on Tuesday, that following Tuesday. And um, she was concerned about my iron level, which she's she told me if you have low iron, you won't feel good anyway. So, she was concerned about my iron level um, and to see if the infection was going away. And then she said, I know you're scared of Bactrim, but I'm, I'm sorry, scared of C. diff. But if we stop the Bactrim right now, your stomach might feel better. And, um, Keflex, we have to take Keflex because of the bacteria that's in your urine. So, I repeated, I said, what about the C. diff? And she said, well, it's kind of doing the lesser of two evils. Um, she said, I know this is your fifth one, but we have to take care of the urinary tract infection if not then it's going to get worse and then we're going to have to do other stuff. So, I said, all right. She took my blood that day and she called two days later and said, you are very anemic. You need to be on an iron pill every day um, along with vitamin C, which I did not know. But apparently if you're on iron and you don't take vitamin C, either a pill every day or have a have a glass of orange juice with your iron every day. Apparently, 
vitamin C helps the iron absorb better into your body. So they kind of prescribes those two together over the counter. Um, so the iron is just, it goes to your body, in your body better, in your system. So, as you can tell from my story so far, in no way, shape, or form did I ever think I was pregnant. I thought I did not feel good from a combination of the staph infection and then finding out I had a UTI. And then I was like, well, no wonder I feel like crap. Anyways, so fast forward to May 17th. I had no idea that I was pregnant. I still thought that I did not feel good from the antibiotics that I had just been on. Coming out of a staph infection, which is bad, and uh, the UTI and all the medicine that I've been on and that I was starting, there was new stuff in my system. So I was like, maybe I just don't feel good because of all that. Well, if you have kept up with me, you know that my doctor wanted me to do ovulation tests. So... When I went to buy the ovulation test, they came with a pregnancy test. So, I had one in my drawer that I took out. I still had no reason to believe that I was pregnant. And it's two days before my period is missed. So, I have not missed my period yet, technically. I went to work, and right before I started work, I took the pregnancy test. It was slightly positive, but you had to, like, squint and really look for it to be positive. So, I talked to some people, a person, one person, that (laughs) has helped me a lot so far through my journey and love and checks on me. And if you don't have a person like that, please get you a person like that. Uh... And, uh, you know, my husband's there for me, but it was just so special to have someone outside of a marriage just know exactly what I'm going through. And if you have talked to me before, because by now several people have talked to me about their story. If you have talked to me about your story, you know that I feel so sad and it's not like I feel sad for you. Or feel sorry for you. I just feel so sad how many people have to go through this. It's like insane. Going through infertility sucks. And the fact that we think we need to keep it hush sucks even harder. So just having a person that I know that has been through this with me. Or has been through it before. So they know exactly how I feel. Why I feel that way. And doesn't look at me weird. It's just a great thing to have. That's why I said if you don't have you a person like that. Go get you one. Um, she told me hey go get your progesterone level tested. Because when I was pregnant. My progesterone level kept dropping. So I had um, problems with that. So I went to fast pace. Because my OB was not open on Friday after 12. 
So, I went to the fast pace and they did blood work. Their urine back, their urine test came back negative, but it was the middle of the day. And she said, well, you haven't even missed your period yet. So, don't worry about it. If it's true, it's going to show up in the blood work. So, that was Friday, May 17th. On May 18th, I got up at 4 in the morning because my husband had to go to work early. Had to make sure he was up and had everything he needed. So, I got up and I peed in a cup and I dipped a digital test into the cup. And after waiting a few minutes and distracting myself, I looked at the test and it said pregnant. I freaked out because it was my first ever positive digital pregnancy test. I have used them before, but they just, they've never said positive when, even when I had a positive regular test. So, I was even more excited and I was just for sure that this was it and that I was pregnant. I was still feeling sick and nauseous and all that. So... It was just, even though feeling nauseous sucks, I wanted to feel nauseous to know that I was still pregnant, if that makes any sense. So, on Sunday, I bought, well, Saturday night, I bought another test. It was a line test to see if my lines had been getting darker. Now, let me explain that to you in case that, one, you're a boy and you don't know what I'm talking about. Two, you're not even trying yet. Or three, you don't know why about another line test. So, if you haven't been through the testing phase of pregnancy yet, um, if you remember on Friday, my line was positive, but it was a very light, light, light positive. Like, you had to, like, squint to see it. Um, so what I was looking for is, yes, I know I'm pregnant, but is the line getting darker? If the line's not getting darker, then that would mean that it's either a bad pregnancy or that I'm going to miscarry. Uh, so if the line gets darker, it means your levels are going up. Um, so this would have been on Sunday, the day of my missed period, and I got a positive test. It was still light because it was the day of my missed period. Um, so it was still light, but you didn't have to like squint to see it. It was a uh, positive, even though, you know, whatever. It was still positive. So, again, I think, okay, this is it. Three in a row. Completely it. I let my guard down. I was so excited. Um, My husband and I told his mom because we just for sure knew. We told his oldest daughter because we just for sure knew that he was positive and that I was pregnant. And here comes Monday and my OB appointment not till Tuesday. So, on Monday morning, I wake up before work, and I pee in a cup, and I dip it in, and I put it under my pillow while I was getting ready for work. 
uh, then before work, before going out the door, I looked at it, and it was negative, and, um, I told my husband, I woke him up, and I was like, why is this negative now? After three positives, he was like, I don't know, but don't worry about it till we see the doctor tomorrow. I said, alright. Um... I had to leave work early anyway because I had physical therapy. So I left work early, went by the my local food line and because it was kind of on the way to where I was going and um, got another box of pregnancy tests, the line one, and... It was first response, which I heard that that was the best. I don't know if it is or not, but I heard it was. So, I got a first response, and I did not drink anything all day. So, in the middle of the afternoon, I really had to pee, like, so bad. So, I got up, went, peed in a cup, and did my test, put it under my pillow... I finally ate something because at this point now I had not eaten or drink drank anything all day, but at the same time, even though I did feel sick because it was so hot and it had to be in my car, it was the usual. I'm so hot. I don't feel good. It was not necessarily. I don't feel good because I'm pregnant. Don't feel good. So I kind of felt confused at this point and so you know I ate my sandwich and drank my drink and then looked at it and it was still blatantly negative um so now at this point I'm really confused I texted my husband he was at work and he was confused so I just have no idea so I ended up going to the ER because I had started getting cramps. No bleeding yet, but I was like, oh no, I'm about to have a miscarriage. Well, I went to the hospital and they did blood work and an ultrasound. And the blood work was negative and the ultrasound said there's no baby in your uterus so um I went to my doctor's appointment today to see my OB I talked to her and she said even though your blood work was negative because you have three positive pregnancy tests it just means that you miscarried early and your levels didn't have in your blood did not have a chance to like build up enough to get detected. So then I'm crying and bawling and I don't know. It's just a hard day. Why am I telling you this? First of all, I would have only been four weeks pregnant. So it's not like other people that get to hear the heartbeat 
or they're farther along in their pregnancy and then they their baby suddenly dies or you know I didn't give birth to this child and then he died I didn't live with this child for a long time and then he passed away why am I telling you about this I'm telling you about this because I feel like I felt like I had to hide this pregnancy from the world until I was 12 weeks along. Because that's just what everybody did. And I just knew for sure that it was a positive pregnancy. Um, So, in a way, I had no issues waiting the 12 weeks because I just knew um number two when I heard the word you had an early miscarriage which I always have early miscarriages I felt alone because by not telling people that I was pregnant well nobody knew I was pregnant so then I was going through this alone with my husband who doesn't know what to do. He's holding me while I'm crying, but he literally does not know what to do. Um, so at this point, I'm just physically, I'm fine. Physically, you know, it does take a toll on your body, but after the six one. It's just your brain and your heart have gone through so much. Um, that you just need someone to be there for you. But who do you reach out to? You know? Um, so, I made a post. For those of you who don't have me on Facebook. I made a post on Facebook about kind of my journey since May 17th coming to the realization that I was not pregnant anymore Um, and I want you to know that I'm not looking for sympathy I'm not looking to uh, have attention for me I want to bring attention to the fact that So many people, so many couples, so many women go through this daily or monthly or in a year that we feel alone. We feel like we're less than the next person next to us who can just get pregnant so easily and... We feel less than. We feel like our bodies are not good enough. And. We're. Less women than the woman next to us. And. I don't think that's fair. We're. Our bodies work in a different way. Than everybody else's body. But we're not less than. We rock. And so. Making this post. On my Facebook, so many people, so many girls that I know 
from growing up and just old co-workers, some of my dear friends have texted me or called me with their stories and I'm not going to say their names and I'm not going to tell you their stories but you never know what the next person next to you has to go through. You never know if the person next to you also has infertility, have been trying for years, and then they just finally got it right. You never know if they have been secretly scared that they're going to miscarry because they just miscarried so many times before. It takes a lot for someone to say, I have infertility, and that infertility sucks. It's something that we always keep very private, and I don't think it should be. Infertility is not a disease in the fact of you're not dying, but infertility is a thing. And I think we should be more open about it. Anyways, I'm just sharing this so the people that are fortunate enough to not have to go through this understand a little bit more if they do have a friend, family member, or just someone you know that has gone through this. So you each sheds a little bit of light, kind of like educational purposes. And also, for the woman that is going through this with me, or you have gone through it before, or the couple that is listening to this right now, it sucks. I know what you're going through, and it gets better. I know you don't believe me right now, but it does get better as we talk about it. Um, it's still grieving. It still sucks. But as we talk about it, as we come out and talk about it, it gets easier. Because those people that you thought were going to judge you because you they know or they're going to treat you differently or whatever might be the same person that's going through it too or has gone through it. Or they're not going to judge you at all. They're just trying to be there for you. They just don't know that you need someone to be there for you. As a couple or as an individual. Also. Yes, the woman is the one going through the miscarriage. But it takes a toll on the couple. And... You don't need to just be supportive of that person. You need to be supportive of the couple that went through this. Because, yes, he did not have this baby in his body, but he lost the baby too. So, it's keeping the lines of communications open between you and your partner. And um, he is going to try to be strong for you, but he also has feelings that need to come out. So be, op- be sure that 
you take that into consideration as well when you're talking about infertility or just couples that have been trying for a long time. Um, and if you're single and not married yet and you had a miscarriage, don't keep it private. I'm going to tell you why. If you would have had a death in your family, everybody would be there for you. Not feeling sorry for you, but feeling sorry that you're going through this. So what's the difference between a family member passing away and your child passing away? There's not. It still hurts. You're still going through it. You're still going to have to grieve. You're still going to have to do things to improve your mental health. Don't feel like just because you're not married and you're not in the everybody else's ideal situation that you have to keep it quiet or that you don't deserve support um, because you do. It's just equally as hard. It's probably harder if you don't have a partner to be there with you to go through things with. Um, so don't think that I'm just talking to the married, stable couple that's out there. I'm talking about everybody that goes through it. I think everybody should have an amazing support system. And by sharing my story on Facebook, which again, I was not posting to look for, oh, I'm sorry for you. I was posting it so people don't feel so alone. By doing that, now I have found people in my life that have it way worse than I do in the infertility world. They have been through more losses than I have. And I don't feel sorry for them. I feel sorry that they have to go through what they did. And that's a very big difference. When I tell you that I'm sorry, I don't mean I'm sorry for you. I mean I'm sorry that you have to go through what I'm going through. Anyways, I hope this makes sense. Um... I'm just now talked about it enough to like I don't have to cry when talk about it. So I thought it was the perfect time to open up about it and where my thoughts are still fresh. Uh, this time I think I'm gonna have to go to counseling a little bit because if not, then I can tell you right now I'm not gonna do it again. And uh. I don't know what's next. I don't know if I need to see another doctor. If I need to go to a fertility specialist who can sit down and say, okay, this is what we're going to try. Again, not that OBs are not good at what they do. They're amazing at what they do. And I love my doctor. But... Every doctor has their specialty. Every doctor focuses on something. Um, and fertility 
specialist, that's what they do. They help you get to where you want to be. Hopefully. So, um, I'm just, I think that's my next step. I'm mentally not there yet, so it's not like I'm calling tomorrow to make an appointment because I'm not there yet. But, uh, that's why counseling and talking about it with a third person party who has a perspective of not grief, but helping you know what's best for you. Either, yes, go see a fertility specialist or no, you need to take some time for you and deal with this. That's what it's good for. So that's what I'm going to do next. Um, If you have me on Facebook, please reach out to me. Um, So many people have reached out already. And it's just... First of all, people that have never talked to me about this have come up either on text or messenger and talked about it. Um, I'm never going to out you. I'm never going to say your name or your story. But there are some friends of mine that have gone through more losses than me. And I just... Whew, that's just, it's emotionally hard. Um, I want people that go through this to have the support. So, if you know me on Instagram or Facebook, or I know they have the feature of leaving messages on here. If you want to do so, please do. Please feel free to reach out. Um... Anyways, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And after I recoup, I will keep with my schedule of once a week. I'm sorry I've been MIA. I will get back to it as soon as I can. And I hope you guys have a wonderful night. I'll see you next time. Bye, guys.